Today's daf is daf yud, and we began. We we'll go back over it a bit. We're discussing the one of these. We're going through all the various uh, zayrot that were matakin, and one of them was pitan, meaning the bread of anokri. So Rabbi Yaakov, if you we'll go back over the sugya, says Rabbi Yaakov bar acha b'shem Rabbi Yonatan mihilchot shel imum. This is one of the halachas that are related to what we said. Imum is a letter from gimgul. I mean, it's like strained in terms of the halacha. Now, exactly how that works, what it means, imum. Um, it's like Shabadochak, Reb Chaim says. This is a later Reb Chaim, much later on in the Sugya. Um, it says, Bedochakavukachalacha, Sheenotamaspik. And it, it seemed to be strained and difficult to establish, but they established in such a way. Now, the question is, what's this, what's this um, expression of imum regarding part? What's the context it is? Is it a whole takana or a specific context, a detail of it? So, I'm Rabbi Yossi Keshaitikamer Rabbi Yaakov, Baracha. What's a case? Are we talking about a situation where Pat Israel is available and it was and we, and it should be the Pagoy Misasur? And they strained in a such a way and therefore made it muta. Is that what we're talking about? Or is Bamakom Shain Patisrael Motso? We're talking about where there's no Patisrael available, or Bedino, and it should be the Pat Goyim should be Muteret. But nonetheless, Vim Amu, and they strained, if you like, to say it should be Asura. That's the question. We don't understand what does it mean? What's the Imum here? So Amar Abmane says, no, Vyesh Imum Le Isur. says, you can't say it's Imum Le Isur, because Imum means straining and forcing to get in a particular situation. Usually that means Lahatir, not Le Isur. And explain in more detail. Now read your Abchaim. He says, It's like a stuttering, a straining, if you like. Where would you say the Chachamim were like strained to make something asul? Generally, when they're, for, they're really trying to find a way out, it's usually find a way out of something, not into something to make something asul. It's got to be got to do with the Heter. And then we say, one second, Upat. So it can't be, but so if it can't be the second case, but it can't be the first case either, because Pat loved Tavshil Goyimu. But Pat is just like Tavshil and Bishul Akum, I read Reb Chaim, he says, Pat love me asum mishum bukul akum. Ubishul mi amrina shu bedin shtia mutar. When do we say Bishul Akum should be mutar bedin? No, daha love chaya nefesh. Vikemanda de bapat bichlal hakzera, pat is part of the gzera, pat akum is part of the gzera bishul akum. In kempshita, really, the ikar gzera would be that it should be leis or it should be asu. Every situation, so in other words, it says, Kachanomrim, this is as he explains, Kachanomrim, but makom, she ain't tafshul Israel, matsuim, but dinu, she tafshul goim muteren, vi imamu ve isru. Furthermore, you're going to say that really, you can say the same thing by tafshul, that really it should be mutar. But they made it asu, but no, it's not in, like it's not the case. We said it's not Mishum Chayan Nefesh, restrained and like it should be Mutar. Bishul Akum is not necessarily Mishum Chayan Nefesh. Pat, yes, but not, not Bishul. So Ella, so Ella Kainimatnit, Kainimat, Bemakom, it must be Shain Patisur Matsuya. We must talk about a case where there's a place where it's not Matsui. Oberinu Shtia Pat Goyim Asura, and it should be that really it should be Asur, because Pat, pat Akum, the bread of a Goy, is Asur everywhere. And you happen to be in a location where there isn't. But nonetheless, they were strained to find a way to, to make it mutar in this makom dachuk, in this pressing circumstance. Because the person has to live and, and that the bread is the principle of one's diet or the food. Now, I think I told the story last time we did this. Because this all these sugyas seem to have the parallel. Remember, we did a lot of this in Sefta Truma. 
Um, you'll, you'll, and we'll, again, we'll see in Abu Zar as well later on. So a lot of this Gaddaf seems to be familiar. I think I mentioned at the time there, there was another state, another city that they had. There was a Patakum, there was no Jewish bakery. And there were people that came from my place, my city. So this was Melbourne where I lived and Adelaide was a city. And used to go there because there was a, oh, maybe it was either there or Surface, I think it's Surface Paradise or up north. And there was a great bakery there that, that there was Mortomish from Patakum. But people would actually, they would actually bring it back with them, um, which kind of, it's not really, uh, not really what I think what the Gemara is referring to. You've got nothing to eat. Okay, maybe you can rely on it. But anyway, let's continue. Let's continue. Rabbi and the Kisrim, B'Shem Rabbi Rabbi Yaakov Baracha says, "Kedibrei Mishu Matir." According to the Shitta that says Mishu Matir, meaning Matir in a case where there's no Jewish bread available. However, that's Bilvad Mina Palta, meaning it has to be from a baker. That's what that's what the expression we hear, Pat Palta, um, but not Min Habalabait. So now the Heter in this in this situation where there's no other option is from a baker, but not necessarily from a from a Balabait. However, v'lo avdim ken. Now, what does it mean v'lo avdim ken? There are two ways to look at it. If we look at the Frashim on the Daf with Moshe and Karbonada, what it means is people were noheg to be machmir in that way by makom tochak, meaning only get it from a balta. They were noheg even from get it from a balabait, and, and not like a homeowner, like a non-Jewish homeowner. However, what's interesting, Rechaim takes the opposite extreme. He said lo nahagim ken means lemaisa ein raui lasot ken ismoch al heterzeh at all. Even not to get parakum in a, even in a place where there's no Jewish bread available. Okay, so it's much opposite extremes here, right? Whether it was like a penimoshek zerat a tzibur people just you know didn't, didn't discern, or we say no, you shouldn't even rely on a like Reb Chaim says. Okay, Amron. So in other words, that's that's the two way, really opposite ways of saying lo avdin So Amron kamei Reb Chia Ruba. Says Tani Reb Shimon ben Yochai. He says, "Ochel tishpru mitam bekeser veachal the megam main tishpru mitam." Now this is talking about when they said when they came to Israel, they said, "Don't bother bnei Esav." And what you should do from there, you should purchase from them um, food and also ma- also water. In other words, put buy it from them. You, can, you, know, you should not fight them. Not to not you're going to make a milchama. So what we see here is this is context where Am Israel is buying food from. Uh, non-Jews, right? So he says, "Ma'ayim shalonishdu bimbriyatam af kol davar shalonishdu bimbriyatam." So to understand the gzeir of pat akum, no, oh, so bishul akum, we understand this is the heter within the path of the Torah, if you like, or the smach, if you like, and through which we understand the only things shalonishdu bimbriyatam you'd be able to get from them. Okay? In other words, things haven't changed form; you'd be able to buy from them. So if something is cooked. You'll see in a minute how the, how this works. So hey, Tibun, one second. If these are the things that are mutar mishum bishulakam. Goy cooks it, you'll be able to eat it. Again, we're assuming he hasn't mixed anything on kosher. It's just done. It's cooked. So we say, um, what are these? The first ones are a mutlaya. Reb Chaim says that this is, um, says, mefarish lababavli avodah zara, de mevi zera karpas, the zera de kitna, so karpas and kitna, which is like kutna, I think, the, the zera tilt on a fenugreek, the shorten to my maim achitlatsmech, you soak it in the water until it starts sprouting. And that would, uh, even if it was soaked in the water, it would also be mortar. That's some, some, some of cooked food. Next one is pinkrisin. This is, um, pressed. It's marim that are nidushim, like they're pressed, uh, frigs. They were, and it's almost, almost made into like a, like a, it says ki'isa, like, almost like a loaf as a result. Next is, it's kuftiot. Kuftiot, Chaim explains this type of leek that uh, they would cook up. The kliot. Kliot is something that's kaloi. This is like a parched or roasted, if you like, um, uh, wheat. 
Also, v'chamin and hot water. Shalem harayim mutarim. They're all mutar. So all the, a lot of these things, sorry, one of these things in particular, there's a kasha on it. Why? It says, all things we just listed seem to be okay. Despite the fact they've been cooked, what you can do, you can soak it in water. But then, and then you can almost reverse the process the guy did. And therefore, because you could reverse the process that he did, it can make it, that's it's considered as if it has not briato. Now, as we're trying to say that anything briato is not covered by the xera of uh, Bishulaku. And even these things that may have been cooked, if you can if you can reverse the process that's been done to them theoretically, then we say that also it's Askanoshbiratam. However, we've got a problem. What about what these what about this parched um uh, uh, grain, this um wheat? Ma, that you can't you can't roll that back. So then this seems to go against that principle that you've tried to derive from the Psuki. Sam Rabyosi Barbuni says Bashem Rabno. In other words, it's not based on the pasuk, but rather it's a gzera, and that anything and anything that is could be eaten raw is not covered by the law of Bishulako. So it's much broader than lachzor that has nonshem rebiata. And also the Yotzimbo Mishum Erev Tafshilim. You can also be Yotzimbo Mishum Erev Tafshilim. Now Erev Tafshilim, as we know, that is the Chachamim uh, made this concern. You're not allowed to cook from Yontav to, to, Yonta to, to Shabbos. However, in order to do so, we'll learn about this in much more detail. He had to make this Erev Tafshilim. Now, how that works and why that works, it's almost like, and you do that prior to Yontav, you set aside a cooked food on which you are Somech, and it's almost like you've started cooking food for Shabbos already. And exactly the basis and reasons behind which we'll learn in Mitz Hashem when we get to Mitzach Le'eruvah in much more detail. However, the point is you can use these things. Now, according to Mepharshim here, which oh, I found very interesting, says even if it was Tavshil Akum, you could use that as a basis of which to uh, Bishul Akum, you can use it for your Erev Tavshil. Okay, now he asks, Okay, but what does he do with that Pasuk? If it's an along with the source, from which we understand what's Asu Bishulakum not, it's all based on Xera. Then what is um what, how, what is it to do with this Pasuk? It says, meaning meaning if you're trying to um break down the barriers or you're trying to work out a, resolve an issue with an enemy, the first thing, first attempt. What you should do is you should use ochel to do so. I'll read and I'll give him a meal. I'll read your uh, carbonate actually says, In other words, and, and I think they use that nowadays as well. Business meetings are over a meal or over a coffee or things like that because it has a, a, the capacity of breaking down barriers. So here we're saying if you've got an issue with an enemy, the first attempt is try and feed him food, right? Have a meal. That might be able to break down the borders, the barrier, the 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 uh, soften him up, if you like. However, in love, if that doesn't work, you might actually have to pay him off. Okay? You might have to invest in this um, this situation. That's how you understand it. And that's the relationship here, understanding they're coming under the borders of Esau. So the advice is, this is not just talking about buying food and drink from him. This is actually talking about um, how to deal with this, the, an adversary, in a way that you'd be able to um, sort of make, not Shalom, but Lisa. A layer threat, if you like, and that's why we say here it says Amrin. They said, "Can have a Yonatan Abad." In other words, this is exactly what Yonatan did. Had have a Barnash Rav Alil. In other words, when a Chashuv dignitary or someone 
was uh, came to town, what would he do? Le to his city. He would send him matanot gifts. Okay, and then and he says may amar he would say in have a If, however, I need there will be a situation in the future where there's a din a judgment for yatomo almana, an orphan or a widow, and I will need to assist them and advocate on their behalf. I will find a happy face. In other words, he would invest in relationships with people in power because he didn't know whenever he would need to, uh, you know, it's good to maintain these close and warm relationships because if he ever needed to, uh, had a very sticky situation, he would be able to find a, uh, you know, someone who's receptive to his course, at least, or a happy face, if you like. Okay. Next, Gvinatan, the next scare was against Gvinat Akum. Now, what's the issue of Gvinat? Why can't I have the cheese of a goy? So, as Amr of Yermia says, Why is it that the milk of a goy is asur? So, we start with milk. So, because we're scared that, that they would mix in milk from non kosher animals, for example, pig's milk, things like that. How do you have Chalav Yisrael? Chalav Yisrael, you just simply have it supervised. You can watch the Goy do the milking. As long as you see that nothing else is being mixed into it, then you can have it. It's not a problem. And Rabbi Abba B'Shem Rav Huuda gives a different reason. He said, Rav Simon B'Shem Rav Yoshua Ben Lady said, Chalav Goy Lama Huasur Mishum Gilui. We're scared that it was left uncovered. And this brings us to the other sugi we were learning, you know, um, previously, I think, and also in Truman, I believe, that, um, yeah, I think it was, I think it was, in, it was in Truman, we, t- we were discussing all the sugis in uh, Giluk, um, Gilui, I think, yeah, it was a Truman, that um, that the concern is maybe a snake drank from it, and some of the venom came out, and it's a, it's a sakana, and it seemed that the Goyim weren't very particular in this matter, and it wasn't an issue of kashrut, it was the issue of health, of health, of sakana, that's why. Now, the Gemara says, okay, I've got a solution. The Yami, why don't you just make the cheese process? In other words, add some that some of that starter into it, the rennet, if you like. And what would happen? It would separate the cheese and the, the water and the whey, and the venom wouldn't wouldn't congeal to make the cheese, and you'd be able to have the cheese. That's the solution. If it's just a sakana thing, I can use a scientific method to separate it out. I can turn the milk into cheese. So it says, Amar of Shmuel Bar Yitzhak Iris, Hanatun He said, There's different types of venom that behave in different ways. Some float all by the liquid, some sink. And you'll see sometimes something gets stuck in the middle. And we're concerned that if you turn it into cheese, some of the venom might get stuck in the cracks within the cheese and you haven't solved anything. Yes, the venom doesn't turn into cheese, but the, 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 our main concern, this poison, could be in the cheese you're going to end up eating. So Vatanike and Shosha, there are, there, are, there, are, um, there, are th- there are three types of venom. Echad saf, vechad shokea, vechad asui keshichva, Sorry, so there are three types. One, as we said, flows to the top, one sinks to the bottom, and one, according to Rabbi he's understanding this expression as meaning it sort of can settle in the middle. And it says as follows The barrel was left uncovered in the Beit Midrash Shatun Kamaya, first people started drinking it, nothing happened to it. But however, people followed after that, Acharaya and Umaitun, and other people followed and died. So they were poisoned by it. So I knew Omer Iris Shakuahava. This is that type of uh, venom that sort of settles and not the one that floats to the top. And that's why the first people were safe. Polaya Havabatura, the workers happened to be on the mountain. It galit kulta damaya. And again, another uh, container of water was left over. It's a cut as a jug, a kulta as a jug, sorry. 
And then what happened is, um, Shatun came out the first people drunk from it, Vlo Maitun, they were fine, Vacharai, and there was after, however, did drink of it, and it was fatal, or Maitun. <clears throat> so Anil Merit, once again, I'll say that was because it was one of these eruses, the poisons that Shakur that sort of settled. Next, Hashem Vachometz Vatsir Vamurias Vahadvash, in by Mishum Giloi. In other words, our concern of Giloi, which again we've seen, we've seen this figure in, in detail before, is that um, is not regarding oil, vinegar, brine, the Tsurimurus Tatasa, brine, the, the Hadvash, and honey either. In other words, we're not concerned that snakes didn't seem to, that wasn't on their, uh, their appetite, if you like. So, in by Mishum Giloi, have a Rabbi Shimon's also. Rabbi Shimon says, no, I have to be concerned about those things as well. So, Monim Chachamim the Rishimon, However, Chachamim agree, Rabbi Shimon, if you'd seen a snake that's noker, no meaning he's biting into, you can see its teeth going into such a thing, then it would be Asur. Because then clearly there's grounds to be concerned that some of the venom went in. But Tani Ken, you see another case. We've got a, there was a watermelon, in fact, that uh, that had holes in it that the snake bit into. The Ten people ate from it. The Chen also, there was wine that was left open. And 10 people drank from it. And what happened? We say, It doesn't matter if 10 people drank from or right from this, uh, this, uh, this watermelon. Anyone following will not be able to, follow, to do so. Why? Because I should be concerned that maybe it was a type of venom that settled. So once again, just as we saw in the previous cases, despite the fact the first people that people survived, is not an indication that it's not an Eris Shakur. There was not an indication that there's no venom because it could be a sinking venom inside it. Okay, next, Shamnan. This refers to oil. So, me asar et shemen. Who, where did we get this zero of a shemen aku? So, once again, Rabbi Huromer, Daniel asar et shemen. It was all back from Daniel, and we've seen this sugi before. This is like a bit of a chazara. You see parallel sugis in Yoshami quite a bit. Okay, and that's how the people, the mech karim, they'll, they'll try and work out the girsel. They end up one of their techniques is to look at parallel sugis and see where the girsel has changed and things like that. So, again, this is this today's stuff, it should be, most of it should be quite familiar. Okay, let's get into Mi Asata Shemen. So Rabbi Huda says Daniel Asar. It was in time of Daniel. He is Asar. Because it's Vyasim Danalibo that Daniel committed to himself. And this is in the beginning of Daniel. Ashor Loit Kael. He would not defile himself the pat bag hamelech from the food of the king. Ubeyain Mishdayo. Now, Mishdayo is in the plural. So Rabbi Chaim here explains Bishtay Mishdayo, two types of drinks, if you like. One is Yain, another is Shemen. Okay, and it seemed to be here that we said it was one of the 18 things that were Gazru Shemen. So here we see quite clearly that what it was actually Daniel. So how does this work? So Rav Acher said this follows. Some say it was Bishem, he said it was Bishem Rabbi Shuab and Levi. That it was a different basis for it. Okay, meaning I'll read you as follows that, um, did I have it here? I thought I had it here. Yes, here it is. Rimchaim. He says, "La Daniel Asro. Daniel didn't make it Asur. There was a, a different reason why it became Asur. Elamiyudchet Davar. It was one, one of the eighteen. Umishum sheyu olim laharamelach. They went to Haramelach to to buy from the Akum this this oil because that's where it was good. Shamayom Matsui that they had abundance of oil on Haramelach. Vayu Akum Morgim Bahem. But it was a bit dangerous to go to that part of town." Right, and it was ended up being fatal. People were getting killed as a result. So they said, "You know, forget it. It's too dangerous." They made exera against against Shemin because it was uh, in the time it was dangerous. Okay, um, so it's a different understanding in terms of was it it did arrange it with Daniel, or here we're saying that it actually came later for very different reasons altogether. Once once again, almost mishum sakana and not mishum irak.
like Khatnod or, or Kashrut or things like that. Okay, now, the three look, times where it says, where the expression Rabotainu is referring to Rabbi Ananasi. Begitin or Beshemun or Besandal. So we have to go through these one by one. Begitin, read Rab Chaim. It says if someone says Zegitech, this is in Perk Mishachzul. Im lo bati mikan vad yovechodesh. He says he gives a get to his wife and he says you're divorced if I don't get back within twelve months. Omet and he dies betochu betchodesh. Then it's not a get. Why? Because get seems to only chal after he's dead. And again, he can only give a get to a wife. That's Michal when he is still alive. Correct? Okay. In other words, if I don't get back in 12 months, then the get is going to be Chal. Right? He gives it to his wife. The problem is, if he dies after six months, it seems to be, that what? That he's, he's died before the get seems to be Chal. And therefore, it's like giving a get to a woman after, she's, after he's died. Okay? So therefore, that, that's Gemara says it's not Chal. However, Obatanil Batosefta, Still in the Rebbe says she's allowed to get married. Why? The fact that he gave her a get and wrote the date that he gave it to her, it's as if he says, you are divorced from now if I don't come back in 12 months. And when he died, in come 12 months, he didn't make it. It should be divorced already from the time that he gave the get, meaning the date was written the get, so therefore she was divorced from now. All right? From the beginning while he was still alive. So she cannot marry a Cohen, is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, she wouldn't be able to marry a Cohen. Another, another, in other words, why would a husband necessarily do this? He would do this because, um, for example, if he, he, they didn't have any children. He wants to get out of you. For Yibam. Like they used to do this for Yibam. Correct. It's not just uh, impacting her negatively. It was actually for a benefit. Okay, let's continue. The next one is Shemen, which is our case. And the final one is a Sandal. Now, Sandal is, this is, relates to a missionary in Nida. Now, sandal is like a piece of um, flesh that seems to be pressed. It literally looks like a sandal. And a lot of the time, the way I understand it, is that when it would, in the case of twins, what would happen, it usually should come with another baby. And, but that sandal um, it, it, it resulted as a result of one baby completely crushing and pressing the other one. That's generally how it happened, but it could just have a sandal on its own, supposedly. So it says, I'm a pellet sandal. If, some, if someone gives birth to a sandal, that has to be choshish that it's a blood. Meaning, but I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. So they may tumma have to be choshish that it's a girl. Therefore, it says she has to be tamer for two weeks. Okay? You have choshish for zahar nekeva. Okay? Fine. And also in terms of the tahara for korban and things like that, for a girl, it all take, it can take eight, you know, 80 days as opposed to 40 days for a boy. So you're machmet lakan and lakan. However, once again, Rabotainu, this expression Rabotainu, in order to be choshish for blood, that sandal has to have some form of a face there to be choshish for blood. Because if it's just a piece of flesh, then not be, that's Rabotainu, that's what it's like. Okay? So now Gemara asks, if it was a matter of three things, Okay, I, sorry, let me go back a step. I, I skipped a bit. So it says, Omi hitiro. Who permitted the case of Shemin? Was Rebbe or Beitin? No, Rebbe and his Beitin were Matir at Matir Shemin. Okay? And then we mentioned the Shalosh Mekomoch Nikra Rebbe Hudanasi Raboteinu. That's Gitin Shemin and Sandal, which is mentioned. It says, Veikru lo Beitin Sharia. And the Gemara says, but one second, shouldn't they be considered like a, a, a permitting Beitin, which is, seems to be a derogatory thing? Shakol Beitin Shum Mubatel Shalosh Arim. Any Beitin that's Mubatel, three Takanot that preceded them. Hu Nikra Beitin Sharia. It's considered a, it, it, you call it this, uh, Beitin Shari, this uh, permitting Beitin, uh, again, which is a negative thing. 
says Amar Rabbi Yudin says says no beitin cholek alav begitin. The case of gitin, even the Rebbe thought to matir it, his beitin was cholek on him, so they're only really matir two things. Fine. Now, Rabbi Yochanan Bayi v'lo kentani nan she'im beitin yachol levatel divrei beitin chaveru ad shegadol b'menu b'chokom b'minya. But Rebbe beitin madimit she'amash asa Daniel v'chabruto. Um, so the question is as follows. If you say it was Daniel that was metakin like the first mandala, like Rabbi Huda says, then how is the Rebbe, Rebbe came along after and was mavata the takana of Daniel? Because a beitin can only mavata the takana of a beitin that preceded it if it was gadol minyan and b'chokhmah. And, and it's a, the assumption of the Gemara is that Rebbe and beitin are what? So how is he mavata? El Rabbi Yochanan Kadate, Rabbi Yochanan is according to Shita, um, um, which is Omar, the Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, B'Shem Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Tzadak, Mukubalani, I have this tradition, Shekol Gzeir Shabaitin Gozrin Ala Tzibor, Velokiblo, Rav Tzibor Aleihem, Eno Gzeira, any Gzeira the Beitin tried to attack it, and most of the Tzibor do not accept it, then it's not even considered a Gzeira, it doesn't get off the ground. Okay, in other words, they are not able to, the, 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 it's, it's interesting here, the Beitin's authority is really dependent on the people themselves. Meaning with the Makabal Xer, which is a very interesting thing. Ubadku and when Umatsu when they found the Xer Shoshemen, when they they inspected this Indian of Shoshemen, Velokibul Ravatsibalehem. That most of the Tsibur weren't Makabel this Xer of Shemen. It was a Xer of Shorovatsibaloichalim Labo, if you like. And therefore, ben, it's not like it's not like Rebi was Mavatel Xera of, of Daniel. It just never got off the ground. So therefore, that's what it means in Behitiro. Yitzhak Bar Shmuel Bar Mata says, Nachale Nitzib, went and said, Eshkach Rab Simlai Adromi, Yativ Vedarish, he saw Rabbi Simlai Adromi, in the south it is, Yativ, he was sitting Vedarish, Rabbi Obeti no Hitiru Shemen, the Rabbi Obeti no was Matur Shemen. Shmuel Kabil Lavivachel, Shmuel accepted it, and he had some Shemen. Rab, however, Loacha, Rab did. Amarle Shmuel, Shmuel said, Achol, you better eat Shemen, this shemen of the uh, shemenakum, if you like, do lo ken anan ktiv alecha zakem mamra, because we, we don't want to call you zakem mamra. Min hachamim umakabal this. You want to you want to be like a single rabbing machmer going to rabbanim. Uh, we know that zakem mamra is like in the Torah. It's quite a serious offense. It's a capital offense. So amrle ad anataman aniyadam man ir erale. It was Rabbi Simlai Adromi. When I was there, meaning I knew who was the person who always complained about this takana. It was Rabbi Simlai Adromi. So it's like me against him. So Amarle says, "What are you talking about? Mahu Marle, b'shem Garme, lo b'shem Rabbi Beitino." He says, "You got it wrong. Rabbi Simlai is not presenting his opinion. It's not you against him. He is bringing something in the name of Rabbi Beitino. So you've got him accepted." So Atri Chalave, he, uh, they, I guess, the, it seemed to be that debate ensued a bit more, and and ultimately, Rab was with Achal. The Achal, he 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 submitted. Okay. Next is Benotayim. Now the question is, one of the things that Takanat we mentioned was Benotayim. Right, Albanoi. What does that mean, Albanotayim? The Gemara says, "What are you talking about? Not marrying them?" One second. It says, "Amar Rebbe Azba Shiva Mekomot Ktiv Loti Tchatenbam." It's Isu Doraisa to marry out. It is Loti Tchatenbam. What are you talking about? So Amar Amar Rebbe Avim. No, that's Lusa Shiva Amamim. In other words, the first understanding is that those Pesukim are talking about the Eretz Amamim, the Sheva, Sheva, the nations in Eretz Israel, and the Mataken to expand beyond that. However, we've got a different understanding. That what does it mean, but not tayim? It's not talking about daughters. It's talking about something completely different. Tanarib Yoshaya Onya, it says, Lusar et beitzehem. But not is not an expression of daughters. It's an expression referring to eggs, meaning to make us their eggs. Okay? Why? 
Um, it says, because why, why would that make it? Because just like the concern with milk, they might mix in non-kosher milk, they might mix in non- non-kosher eggs. Now, how do I know gnotayim is an expression of eggs? It says, this is, this is referring to all the non-kosher animals. And the question is, what do you mean bataya anai? And, and, and the chargum is, zu Nimit is like an ostrich. So batayana is the beitzat nimit. So you see that the Chazal understood the, the, the expression bat can refer to eggs and not necessarily daughters. Okay, let's continue. Sheikh Vatzara. Now here I have to correct something I said yesterday incorrectly. It says Sheikh Vatzara. V'lo kena marav acha rav chenida b'shem rav yochanan. Sheikh Vatzara shel goi tahora. The Sheikh Vatzara of a goi is not a source of tumah, just like of a behemah. And they didn't metaken a gzera of tumah on Sheikh Vatzara of a goi. So the answer is no. So what does it mean? In other words, when they said the, the Sheikh Vatzer is, is Tameh, is because, like opposite I said yesterday, it's impossible that no urine went in. It's impossible that it wasn't some urine mixed in with it. And we say that, that uh, the urine itself, that they were metakin is Asul. Okay? Now, what's enough Gemina? So what does it mean then? When would you ever have that? If you, be, you have to always be Choshech, that maybe some of the urine is mixed in? No, if it dried out. That would be an example where the urine may be evaporated and dried out, and all you left with is Sheikh Vatzera, then we'd say Obagoy would be not Tamer. Let's continue. Behilchot Balkeri, what's the case of Balkeri? And we said here that was a Takana that a Balkeri, we talked about initially Takana Ezra was that they couldn't learn Torah. And then it seemed to be one that Takana, the way Rechaim explained, was also Tefillah as well. So Rabba Bar Acha said Beshem Rebi, that Balkeri is able to learn Halakot. Meaning he's able to go over Shona Halach, Chazar, Chazar on his Halach, doesn't forget his learning, but not Agadot. Agadot is, uh, you know, why? Because, you know, this is Agadot, right? Things like that. Meaning, um, how do I translate? I don't know how to translate Agadot. You know, Agadot. Because they seem to uh, draw someone in, they enjoy, it's enjoyable. If, if a Baal Keri ended up learning Agadot, it's uh, likely to draw him into learning the matters more in depth. Okay? And it seemed to be the Takana. Of a Balkeri against learning Torah was Le'ayen Torah, and not necessarily, it wasn't a Mavata Torah altogether. This way you understand this, uh, the this sugya. However, Tani B'Shem Rivuyosi, Rugliot, Mishnato, which means that he can go over Halacha Psuka, he can say things that are like straight out, like straightforward, but not Bilvad, but not to go the Mishnato, meaning not to go to the Ta'amyama Mishnah and the Pirushin explanations behind it. And some will say, provided that he doesn't mention Askarot, Okay, that's related to the laws of uh, Balkari. Okay, Mr. Shem will pick up from here tomorrow. Related to Eretz Amim, that's the next time I will discuss. Have a good day.